You are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. up this week on kings of the rings podcast uh will's back so uh yay um yeah so will's (laughs) back Uh, it's the end of the year it's the first time he's been here in 84 days and we have a lot to talk about there's a lot of people who might be doing a lot of moves uh in next year in the year 2024 and we're going to talk about all of them so welcome back will i i guess uh it is episode 362 free agent frenzy exclusively here on wrestling radio kings of the rings podcast and it starts right now Ladies and gentlemen, I am not alone in the world, contrary to popular belief. I I thought I was going to do a solo show uh, this week, but then lo and behold, at a sneak attack for the first time in over, I think, 84 days. I think it is 84 days. Uh, 83 weeks. Come on now. 83 weeks, 84 (laughs) days. It's it's been a long time. You haven't been on the show since September. Uh, Since then, we've had Smiley. We've had Fretz. We had Matt Ritter of Smack and Roll. You missed that, Will. You you missed that. I know. Uh, I'm really bummed. I'm really bummed. I'm really bummed to miss it, but he did a good job. First first game. We might even still have more people that I want to bring back. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, he's been away because he's been graduating from Prager you welcome back newest Prager you graduate will tarashak how are you uh, there's a joke i missed in there somewhere i don't know what you is. yeah you should look it up it's you're not gonna like it but it's I, gonna be great i, I heard of it i just don't know what it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah go 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 take a take a gander at that one that's that's a fun one for you when you look up uh when you look up prager you tell me how you feel after that uh hang on i guess we'll prager there, there, yeah yeah just p-r-a-g-e-r come on prager you prager you is a world thing nonprofit that has focused on changing minds to the creative use of digital media. Yeah, that's very misleading. Oh, it's uh, okay, okay. conservative <laughs> viewpoints on Oh God, no, no, stop it! Oh, I know, I know these guys. No, fuck that. MIA, masculine in America. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Is this supposed to be like the Daily Wire? <laughs> it's it's about, you should see their video about slavery, which includes a Frederick Douglass. Oh my, you know, I have seen that. I actually know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Is everything yeah. racist? God, it's like, this is like right-wing YouTube, but just worse. Yeah, C- congratulations on your algorithms for the next month. Oh God, Prager, you actually, I do know what this is. I'm, I wish, I'm, I'm sorry I know what this is. God damn it, that's a good one. That's a good, that's a good, that's a nice resident. You've been waiting two months for that one, Ricky. I, t- I have I actually. You. That, that one good. has been sitting on the slide <laughs> for a good. couple of months. That's Good. Where have I been the past two months? Yeah, I've been studying the Book of Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so welcome back, Will Tarashak. Uh, so, do you want to update uh, the Freds and Smiley who are here on the chat? Uh, what the hell you been doing? Yeah. So basically, uh, I didn't. I didn't leave. Um, I, I still plan to be part of the show as much as as much as I can be. Um, there is no work. I mean, I mean, there's no heat between me, Ricky or Kay. 
Um, no, not this time. <laughs> but ba- basically, an opportunity fell in my lap where a 252 length last incident, where um, I got the that's, opportunity. That's accurate, actually. I, I did the math I got this morning. The, I, got the, I got the chance to produce um, another show. Um, this show is called The World Form Alliance. It's a YouTube channel. Um, live streaming. It's a call-in show. And uh, pretty much it's a growing channel with a few fr- a, f- a friend of mine from Nashville. And I couldn't, I couldn't say no. It was an idea to expand what I can do as a producer, a way for the channel to grow, as well as make some money in the long run. So, um, and it has happened to air on Wednesday nights. I try to get them to move to Tuesdays because, like, we've been doing this. The audience is growing. So I couldn't just do that. Um, and I know K is not available on Wednesdays either. And we try to convince Ricky to move nights, and <laughs> Ricky's being stubborn. But um, waiting for some deals. Yeah, drop. We're, we're 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 waiting. We're waiting until like, the TV deals um, for wrestling come through. So if we need to move our night, inevitably, we don't want to move it twice. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much what's going on over here. Um, I'm I'm just I'm doing other things and other projects with other shows and live streaming, producing and whatnot. Um, but I've been watching wrestling. It's been great. I'm trying to be active in the Discord. And uh, the show got was last night instead of tonight, so the next and we're taking a holiday break. So for the next few weeks, I'll be here, and then as WWE kind of gets itself together, uh, the Kings Rings podcast will find a new day and kind of figure out what the hell we're doing with the three of us. But uh, that is true, Smiley. You did well. You did miss all of her CM Punk and Chicago talk. Oh God, dude! I, I dude, <laughs> I was like, I want to talk about Survivor Series. I want to talk about Punk. There's so many things like, I want to talk and come on the show and talk about wrestling. So. I, yeah, of course. As soon as I leave, wrestling is, it fucking explodes. Like Edge, I want to talk about Edge and AEW. Like, there's so many things I want to talk about that I just didn't get the chance to. But, you know, I had to make a big boy decision and decisions had to be made, business decisions had to be made. Um, but here we are, making up for lost time. So I'm very happy yeah, to be it, back, Ricky. It's good to be back in this chair um, hosting mm-hmm. podcasts again. I missed you guys. Yeah, right. So if you look, if you see our episode from like two weeks ago, the one when, you know, Triple H and CM Punk are pointing at each other in picture, which is wild in and of itself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I played the video that Smiley released, I think, on her and no, on the on the talking on the ticking of talking. It is literally her like minutes after CM Punk's return and she's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even see her face. The camera's shaking everywhere. <laughs> she's just like, oh my God, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Absolutely uh, amazing. So there's a there has been a lot of movement in pro wrestling. There's a lot of stuff um, going on. Uh, all across pro wrestling, a lot of it that we probably won't get to. There's a lot of potential free agents or future free agents that are going on. But before we talk about all of that, uh, TNA is a thing again, if you guys forgot. Uh, that's their crappy logo because that logo has a plus in it, Will. Uh, and so here's the thing what's happening. Um, TNA is bringing back. <laughs> there you go. Good thing. TNA's back, yeah. baby. TNA is bringing back their streaming service. It's going to be called TNA Plus. It's going to be about $100 a year if you pay a one-time subscription <laughs> or like yeah, 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 right. Or like eight, or like 8.99 a <laughs> month, but he, <laughs> Yeah, right. Okay. Okay, so here's 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 the kicker. Here's the kicker, well. The TNA Plus is going to be part of Endeavor Streaming. D- different Endeavor though. 
I, 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 is I it did, a different endeavor or are we yeah, under no, are we under TKO? It's it's not under TKO. It's a it's okay. a different company. Yeah, no, Matt Men talked about this last week. Cause like uh, okay. I, I heard the, I heard the breaking news. Like <laughs> was like, I can't be. And then they, they looked it up. It's it's not the same endeavor. It's just okay. a good old fashioned TNA coincidence. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's gonna be part of a different streaming service, but it's not under the WWE umbrella. Cause otherwise, we'll just go to Peacock. You no. Know? Yeah, which right? would be. Kind of a win for TNA, to be honest with it you. It would be a huge win for TNA because I'd watch the <laughs> shit out of it. Um, yeah. Of that, I bought Endeavor stock. I bought, I bought TKO stock. And, uh, yeah, it's, it dropped like <laughs> Not doing so great. <laughs> it dropped like <laughs> since I bought it. <laughs> oh, hey, Taquan. Taquan's back. Uh, Taquan, how was college? You got to let us know how it was. You're in, like, what, your third semester now? Something like that? Yeah, he's going to graduate early. Come on now. He's yeah, gonna, yeah, he's no. He's going to graduate early or get expelled, one or the other. Something like that. Oh, yes. Yeah. So before we move over to, to rights and stuff, and TNA, this is a good win for TNA. TNA is like the cockroach in wrestling that just somehow finds a way to survive and still be relevant. And there's TNA is more relevant than ROH, which is sad at a, in when you think about it. Yeah, but it's, uh, been, it's been more relevant than ROH for like almost a decade. That's true. Uh, to go on for first guest game soon. We should do it on the Holloway so we can bury it in the other big, in the other big shows that we do. Um, that is a gross logo, though, Ricky. Like you could. It, it's disgusting. It's like, it's bad. The, 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 it's the yellow going across the T N. The T and the This edge. was. It doesn't make it. It's hard to read. Like what am I? This at? was on their official like social media accounts that they were pushing this like that's the official logo this is like a fan-made thing yeah it's someone it's someone really in bad. tna said like this is a good idea yes yeah, dixie carter <laughs> signed off on this dixie carter was on raw the I other know, week randy orton looks like john carlos stanton he's fucking humongous randy orton looks like fucking godzilla he's huge he's I did. huge <laughs> he's fucking ridiculous Apparently, Randy Orton's a massive gamer too, which is awesome. He paid people to play Elden Ring. I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? Why am I a wrestling podcast to talk about this? Oh my god, I did see Godzilla minus one, and that is a fantastic, sh fantastic movie. I, by I, the I way. gotta go see it, but we and Jasmine saw Beyonce instead. The Beyonce. I'm sorry. No, watch it. The, the Beyonce like concert movie is actually fucking incredible. Yeah, that's gonna be your next thing. I'm gonna say you went to the Taylor Swift experience in movie theaters. No, I, 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 I told him, I was like, I can't do, I can't do T-Swift, I'll definitely do Beyonce, though. I, like, I, I, I can't be a bunch of singing white women. I can't, I can't do it. But you she's have, like, can we see you, Beyonce? I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 Beyonce's like, we'll, we'll see Beyonce. It's totally fine. It was three hours, yeah. but it was really good. Yeah, so, so speaking of like, um, speaking of TV deals and stuff, so here's what I, Here's what I I was reading about some stuff uh, about the the raw deal and everything like that, and this all uh, this pretty much applies, and it's also very genius of WWE, and you and it makes you wonder how they get a billion dollar TV rights deals all the time. WWE does the production for all of their shows, yeah. So all they're doing is giving the feed to the television companies. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It is like it's at like almost no loss to the TV companies. They're just streaming it on their on their on their servers. Sway like so when when Fox pays for NFL, like Fox needs to provide all the TV crew and everything because they have their own specific designs. Right, but WWE yeah. is like no no we got you. Yeah. So it saves it saves the it saves the USA or Fox or TV anything or else. Yeah, an absurd amount of money. 
Yeah, which also makes WWE in such a power position because they're like, oh yeah, we can we can wait till our deal expires, sign a deal the next day, and just shoot you the feed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's, you know, no, there's no rush. There's and no they, rush. So I'm like, oh goddamn it! Them because they, but they, but they work with the same people, right? To traveling yeah. circus, mm-hmm. and they, everyone knows how everything works. Yeah, it is really smart on them. Yeah, it's also the was it the longest tra- the longest tra- since Ringling Brothers uh, retired. It's the like the longest traveling uh, show in the world, oldest longest traveling show in the world. Yeah, I believe it. Mm-hmm. It, it has happened. So that so that's the deal. So. Hopefully WWE doesn't pull, doesn't like stall <laughs> with Raw. Um, there, there's a very, very badly, uh, there's like a not verified report that WWE might bring Raw to Warner Brothers Discovery <laughs> and be on TNT. I did, I did see that, which, which isn't happening. I would eat my hat, but it would be really funny. He's so hysterical. Um, that would be, that would be totally solidified that Vince McMahon is out of power if he went to if he went to TNT. Yeah, that would be that would be brilliant. Um, but no, speaking of TNA, TNA good for them. Uh, also good for them. Uh, Okada's coming to TNA, not officially, but he's doing a little bit of a run. He's done this before. Uh, but Sports Illustrated did uh, report uh, about a week or so ago that uh, Okada's going to be a free agent in 2024 when his contract's up with NJPW, and there has been discussion that he is interested in taking his talents to the Americas. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Granted, Okada's like thirty-four-ish, um, so he's still got a lot of time to go. Yeah, he's about to hit his prime. <clears throat> yeah, he's got a lot of time to go. So the big question is: the first of many, where does arguably the greatest wrestler, one of the greatest wrestlers that have never touched foot on WWE soil? Does he make the move to WWE? Does he go to AEW? Like, your Okada's eventually uh, pretty much the Otani of his potential free agent class. He can do whatever the hell he wants. He ha- his asking price is whatever the hell he wants. Anybody who gets him is going to be better for it. Where do you put the Rainmaker? Well, I think he's definitely coming to the States because with, like, when you say the word Otani, like, even if you even if you don't like J- Japanese people coming to the United States, is because Watani is going to make way more money. Like that, this this other guy that's coming from the MLB, that that, that pitcher, he's going to make a shit ton of money. That guy uh, Yamamoto the is it yeah. Yamamoto? Yeah, that other yeah. guy like Ku or something who's signed with the Giants can make a made a shit ton of money. So Okada is just going to make a shit ton of money because American sports fans are now conditioned to go, oh, Japanese athletes are just out of this world fucking crazy talented. Which coincidentally, they also just are. Yeah, so, a lot of them are. Yeah. yeah, so he's he's definitely coming to the states, making a shit ton of money. It's a matter of does he want to go to AEW with like people he knows and has had a good match with before, or does he want to take a step and take a risk and go to WWE and see what he can do there? Wherever he goes, he's gonna be massively successful. He's gonna be a massive star, and this is TNA. Um, but I think I think he goes to AEW. I think he sticks to what he knows. I think TK is gonna give him a shit ton of money. And I don't mm-hmm. think WWE need, needs Okada, to be honest. I really don't. You make a good point. Uh, sorry, that's okay. Uh, you, you make a good point. WWE doesn't need Okada. WWE also didn't need CM Punk or Jade Cargill. Um, but 
because there is a threat to him go to AEW, WWE is going to make a massive push for him. Um, I also think about it in, in this way. New Japan Pro Wrestling and Wrestle Kingdom is probably the second greatest show in pro wrestling, in modern pro wrestling, next to WrestleMania. You know, the only other thing bigger that he hasn't been on, because remember, we've seen Okada in AEW. Yeah. He's done a couple of tours with them. Yeah. Um, the only bigger thing that he hasn't done or hasn't touched yet is a WrestleMania run. Okada at Mania would be amazing, especially if the next WrestleMania is somewhere on the west. If they if they keep it on the coast, yeah, him, him versus Seth yeah. Rollins is gonna fucking tear it down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, for for me, like, I mean, you want to talk about like dreams and stuff? Like, this you have a arguably the greatest IWGP, one of the greatest IWGP heavyweight champions. That list is pretty long. Um, one of the greatest IWGP heavyweight champions, yeah. ever to never touch foot. In, in in a WrestleMania or in a WWE ring, if even if he does like a year run, if he goes like the original Ronda Rousey run and then disappears, it's worth it. I think the matchups you know? in WWE are a lot better. Like him, him, <clears throat> excuse me, him, Seth, him and AJ, him <clears throat> and Cody. Him, yeah. honestly, him and Brock. I want to see him and Brock. <laughs> I feel like they fought in, NJ, in New Japan. Probably, but I would love to see that match. Because yeah. it's just like, what a fucking crazy match. Okada versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And I think what plays into WWE's role as well is that it's not just a North American brand anymore. I mean, it hasn't been for a while. But WWE is really being this global powerhouse. Yeah. Next year, Australia? France. France. Germany. Germany that we know of already. Yeah. Okay, they are expanding like maniacs, and they're going to sell out like maniacs. Like, it's one thing for Okada to come to AEW and give his, give his footprint to people that already know him, but, like, he can, and I don't know if Okada's ever actually been to, like, Germany and, like, wrestled or a franchise like that, but the way that WWE is marketing itself is that you can be a superstar, not only in the Americas, we can make you a superstar, but now since we're going globally like maniacs where you can be a world superstar. And that's something that AEW can't do just yet. Well, they, AEW needs to start with hard cam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that's the thing. Like I, if he goes to AEW, it's familiar. It's something he can do. And I think that's fine. Um, but, and that's, he could be comfortable with that. I mean, Kenny and the Bucks were comfortable with that and they want to do their own thing and kudos to them. They've been, uh, when you look at the grand scheme of things, highly fucking successful. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. but does Okada want to go that route and not think of what could be like Okada's been at WrestleMania weekend. Like he's been spotted multiple times of multiple WrestleMania. It's like, it's not like it's unfamiliar to him. Um, I think if, if he's really trying to do something. And like we, and also, well, me and you saw Okada when they did the ROH thing, the yeah. G1 Classic. Yeah, he's he's as advertised. Like he's a big deal. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's very he's, very over. Like he yeah. just, he has that star presence. He ha he yeah. passed the airport test, right? He passes. Yeah. He passed that airport test. He yeah. I mean, NJPW has produced his presence unbelievably well. How is his English? That is my other concern too. Like, how, like, how are you going to market him? I don't know. I honestly don't know. 
because uh, obviously when you watch an NJPW show, it's going to be in his native tongue, and so there's going to be English translations. So, like, I don't know if he's, like, at the point of being bilingual yeah. like, or I'm, anything like that. I'm not like worried that. about WWE, like, fumbling him or making him, like, a Tazawa or a Funaki or... Listen, like, Tazawa's, like, doing, Tazawa's doing great yeah, right Tazawa now. Yeah, Tazawa is doing great, but, it's, <laughs> but he, like, I'm, not a, I'm not afraid of, like, Okada coming in and being a joke because he, he, the language barrier, yeah. right? I mean, but... If you're gonna be a big star in WWE, that's you gotta communicate. There is there is that thing there. Although they've started to be a little bit leaning, they give Shinsuke anime like promos with translation, which oh, is Shinsuke's awesome. Shinsuke's promos are fucking amazing. First of <laughs> yeah. all, like, yeah, the subtitles and because the, they're all the promo packages. Yeah, it's, he's an anime villain. It's it's really good and it works. And it's and yeah. and Shinsuke is very comfortable doing it. The problem yes. with the problem with Shinsuke is I don't believe he's gonna win a match like ever. But when you have that's Okada. The, yeah. It can work. He, now, yeah. but it also works for Shinsuke because he's a heel. Mm-hmm. Can you do that same magic as a babyface that Okada's never going to be? Probably. But it's, Probably. it's not as easy. Like, you can either do like an 80s like Rocky montage, training montage, mm-hmm. right? Like, or, um, God, like, 19, like 1996, like it was um, WCW. It was uh, Kevin Green and... In um Mongo <laughs> training for their for their match. Mongo McMichael. Mongo McMichael. <laughs> Brett knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I I I honestly I, I don't know. It, it's a toss up, but whoever gets Okada, it's gonna be a huge fucking deal. It's gonna push some needles. Um Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to AEW. And I think he I wouldn't would be either. very well in AEW. AEW definitely needs him, but then again, you know, Will Ospreay signs and that didn't it was wasn't that big of a splash? Because his oh, contract's yeah. not coming. His contract's not up with NJPW until February. Osprey? Yeah. But he's not going to WWE. He's signed with. He's gonna sign with AEW. Well, yeah, no. Be intent, he's he's intended to sign, but he can't sign officially until February. Okay, copy. Yeah. But yeah, but it's just like so. Another thing for me is too like, if I'm Okada, I go to Will Osprey. It's like, why didn't you go to WWE? That's a good question. Like, I wonder if WWE sold Will Ospreay. Because if who's the biggest star, were Ospreay or Okada? Well, I know what Okada looks like. Like, I couldn't put, <laughs> I couldn't pick out Will Ospreay out of a lineup. I, mean, I probably could, <laughs> but I had to guess. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Okada is just a bigger star, but Will Ospreay is a fucking great talent too. But like, why didn't he go to WWE? That's very, very curious to me. He's had an offer with well, not Okada. Uh, Ospreay's had an offer with WWE multiple times. Yeah. So uh, that 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 would be a great question. I mean, but Okada could also do a pit stop in AEW for three years and then go to WWE. Like, right? He could do that as well. No, there's no rush for Okada. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I would love to see... I mean, there's so many even, like, redos and matchups he can do, like Okada, Shinsuke, Okada, AJ, whenever AJ gets healthy. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's... Okada Roman would be a mega event. Dude, Okada Randy Orton, <laughs> all right? Like, let's be real here. Come on now. <laughs> Like, it like would Okada, be a... Okada Gunther. Oh, Lord. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Carmelo Hayes, when Carmelo Hayes is ready. Yeah. Like, let's, like, let's get these, let's get this ball rolling, dude. Like, let's Trick go. Williams versus Okada. Yeah, like, like the, the matchups are just way better for him, I think, in WWE. Yeah. Um, and it, But AEW is a little more familiar for him. So if you want to get him, like, warm up to an American audience and, you know, He's only pretty warm to American audience, but you know, yeah. But I don't think he's staying in Japan because I think there's nothing. Like no, fucking he's do done that. it. He's done it all, and he's done it all twice. Yeah, you know, you, you need, he needs a new challenge. So, but AEW could also leave the door for him to do both. 
You know what I mean? Like if he signed with AEW, that's he could, true. He could still do things. He, that he, he could still, like because like, this thing, if he's gonna go to WWE, he has to move to Florida. He has to move to the states. He has to move your whole family to a brand new country. Mm-hmm. And this country isn't the best right now, especially yeah. fucking Florida. So, <laughs> so like, does he does he want to uproot his family, or would he want to do an AEW where he can potentially still do a semblance of both? Yeah, another good person he probably should ask. Talk to Kyrie Sane. That too. Yeah, talk to Kyrie Sane. And her coming back. She left, she left, got married, and decided to uproot herself again and come back. Yeah, well, she, yeah, and she left uh, for the pandemic too. She's like, I'm just going to go home. Like, well, yeah, her husband, her, husband was, her husband was back in Japan. Yeah, that too. Like, this yeah. will take a few years, and now she's back, and she looks fucking great too. Oh my God, she's fucking amazing. That elbow, I miss that elbow drop so yeah, much. Yeah, I love her new character. <laughs> it's terrifying, and my dick's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, an, it's an emo pirate princess, is yeah, what it's it is. Great. I love how she was. I hate the stupid steering wheel, but it's like, all right, fine. <laughs> Stick was great. Her, Stick that, was story, that story with Bailey is. It's a, it's a really good slow burn, and I can't wait for Bailey to be babyface again. Yeah, the hugger's coming back. I, I yeah. can see it. Yeah, the hugger's the hugger's definitely coming back. Bailey and Billy Izzy in the Indies. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> oh my god, yes, yeah. Speaking of huggers, there is a boss that recently announced via social media. Also, by also by the way, one of the nicest people I've ever met, and one of the most genuine people I've ever met. Um, that she is trading for in ring return. She was out with injury for a while. She also did you know the Mandalorian uh, and yeah. things like that. Uh, so Mercedes Monet, to my knowledge, will at some point when she is ready, a free agent, and her dollar amount is going to be high, as it should, um, especially with all the work that she did. She's the second ever IWGP champion, only to Kyrie Sane, who was the first one, um, and her stock has gone up ever since then. She bet on herself. She left WWE. She's had a she's had a great run. Um, she, what the, I mean, I know she, she had the belt, but she got hurt. She got hurt relatively early, right? She, no, she had a, she had a couple defenses and then got hurt. Okay, so she, but uh, I, I'm saying in terms of specifically when it comes to wrestling, because outside of wrestling, yeah, her stock went crazy up for sure. Yeah, ridiculous. Right? But I'm saying in terms of wrestling, she hasn't done that much because she got hurt pretty quickly. So does that hurt her stock? It depends where she wants to go. Yeah, I mean, even though, but even though, like, she was certain she was out, she still made her presence known. Like, she was at AEW's, yep. uh, all, uh, you know, all uh, whatever, she, whatever, all, whatever all, yeah. all Wembley, we'll call it. All, <laughs> all, all, Wembley. all in out belly button, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, where she clearly wasn't an invitee. She had just bought a ticket and was in the area. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, now that a lot of the powers that be that kind of, kind of in not encouraged but was the motivation for her to kind of walk out the first time aren't there anymore and this is pretty much a triple h show that wouldn't that could entice her to come back um yeah you know it's been like uh she posted i think uh about yesterday yeah yesterday was the anna she posted the video of her first match at nxt it was 10 years ago 10 11 years ago yeah (laughs) <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like 32, right? 32 years no, old. No, she's like no, now, now. Oh, now? Something like close to it. Something like that. Um cuz I know she's younger than me. Uh but yeah, so her price is going to be high and when you look at women's divisions, NXT always has a fantastic one. Yep. Impact is doing really well, although yep. there is we there um I, and it's not on the slide, but I will mention Diana Perrazzo yep. um, might be 
might be on the market very, very soon. And her stock did really well once she left WWE or got fired, actually, and changed her attitude and became who, really who good. Was she in WWE? She was Diana Peraza. Okay. Yeah, like she kept the name. Um, but that was also an NXT, so we don't know if she would even come back and they'd have her change her name. But hopefully she's wised up and got the rights to her name. So that she can still continue to use it, like a Mickey James character and whatnot. Um, so you look at Impact is great. Trinity's doing really well over there, formerly known as Naomi. Uh, she's a pretty big star. Uh, AEW's Women's Division baffles me a lot of the time. Uh, so when I'm thinking of Mercedes Monet, aka formerly known as Sasha Banks, um, I, I think the best bet for her is probably WWE, more so than like Okada going to WWE, because Okada, I think, could go to AEW and be just fucking fine, you know. But I think if you put Sasha in AEW, does she get lost in the sauce? But is that very, very yeah, weirdly, like very, very weirdly managed women's division? There's nothing for her in AEW because TK has practically said he doesn't like women's wrestling. Like, he's, yeah. he's, he <laughs> yeah. might as well just said, like, I just don't like women's wrestling. Yeah. So I, I think there's nothing for her in AEW. It's, well, she, she left because she was, you know, we left, we all know why she left. Yeah. But she also, in terms of wrestling, she wanted to go to Japan and find herself again. So is that itch scratched? For her, she might be like, you know what? I still want to do two years in New Japan. True. So, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Like, WWE, she can open that door whenever the fuck she wants. And yeah. I don't think she'll get lost in WWE. I think WWE will find a place for her. Like, her versus Rhea Ripley needs a Sasha Banks right now. Rhea mm -hmm. Ripley very much needs a Sasha Banks. Rhea Ripley has no one to dance with, which is, yeah. which is a big point. She's been had anyone to dance with all year, which is why she's done so good with the Judgment Day. But her That's why she run, also dances with Damien and yeah. just tells puts Damien in his place. Yeah, like Rhea Ripley has <laughs> done great character work, but the title is useless because she has no one to fucking wrestle. Yeah. And she needs a Sasha Banks. And that's mm -hmm. leverage for Sasha. Whereas on the SmackDown side, EO has plenty of people to work with. Yeah, because most of, most of the four horsewomen are over yeah. there. Yeah, so I, I I would I would love to see her back in WWE. She would they'd find a place for her. AEW does nothing for her there, but it's up to her. Does she have the itch to find her love of pro wrestling again? You know that her getting injured took that away from her. Yeah, so, and I, I think her the evolution of her character, especially when she went from the boss to the CEO, was great. Was a great evolution, yeah. and like. Her, she's always had a thing for Japanese wrestling and Japanese pop culture. If yeah. anybody follows her, so I think this is one of the things where, like, she left and she's like, okay, maybe I can just do all the stuff that I want to do, which is sometimes the best thing for wrestlers. Drew McIntyre did it. Cody did it. Cody famously did it with the list. Yep. He was like, now that I'm now that I'm not confined to my contractual obligation to WWE, which is at the time pretty pretty tight now i can do all of these personal interests and when i'm ready to come back i can come back right but she, I, she didn't get to do that though because she got hurt yeah so now it's a fact she, that, did, okay, she did a lot of it though like she won the title she was going pretty pretty great marketing but like there could like you said there could be that itch where it's like i got injured and i had to give up my title because i got injured right so now it's a matter of you know. okay do you want to let bygones be bygones or do you still have something to prove to yourself or someone else so yeah. I, I I think if I were her, I'd probably go to Japan for a year or two. 
That's what I would do. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. But if she wants the money, which a big reason she left was due to money. Um, her contract was shit compared to yeah. everybody else. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't blame her for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if you want that payday, I think you're pretty much going to get it now. Um, oh, yeah. Without question. At least. I don't, I don't think. I still don't think you can get like Charlotte or Becky money, but you'll be pretty close. She, she'll she get. I feel like she will get around the mill. Yeah, for sure. She's definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah. No, she's definitely she's, worth a million dollars. Like, yeah. Ro- Ro- Roman gets four. There's only certain people who get four. That's like the highest echelon. Except for if you're Brock. Brock at like 13. Yeah, because you're Brock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think she's, I think she's definitely, because she's getting what, 250? She was getting, she was getting a lot lower than a million. Or five? I think it was around five or six. Yeah, which, no, she's, she's worth a million dollars a year. Yeah. Just in base and everything else with merch and everything and endorsements. Merch and sense of incentivization yeah. and all just, of that just stuff. base, I think Sasha Banks is easily worth a million dollars a year, for sure. No yeah. question in my mind. Mm-hmm. So it depends on what her number is. Fred thinks she might be number three at the Rumble, which would be nuts. I still think you save that for Jade. The one thing that intrigues me matchup-wise, Sasha Jade Bianca, the greatest women's, the greatest blackest women's triple threat ever. Yeah, so much muscles. So many muscles. <laughs> so many muscles. Although there is also Lash Legend in NXT. I don't know if you saw that clip of her body-slamming Otis. You know, I did actually. I didn't know that was Last Legend, but I did see it. Pretty. <laughs> that funny. was Last Legend. Yeah. yeah she's she's she still doing that stupid talk show. No, no, she no, she's not doing oh, that. Thank God. No, she's part of she's part of Noam Dar's faction. Metaphor. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Metaphor is really <laughs> funny. They're stop just. It. I don't want to hear it. I don't even want to know about it. Don't. Stop they have it. like a Power Ranger like entrance. It's great. It's great. I'm not watching NXT. It's not happening. Shawn Michaels NXT is really entertaining. I bet it is. You know what? I, do. I've come to, I know Baron Corbin's doing great in NXT. I am, dude. I am. I'm, I promise, Ricky. I am this close to watching NXT again. I almost watched, I almost watched Deadline because I saw CM Punk was there. Right? We're gonna. Like, we're gonna talk about deadline but yeah like i'm, um, I'm really close to watching nxt again if i had more time in the world yeah no it, yeah, nxt's fun nxt's fun trick williams is the most over person now your boy trick my boy yeah um metaphor is brilliant they have a tmt entrance yeah they do have a team dream ninja turtles type entrance it's fucking great they do not they not the noam dark comes out with the nxt heritage cup um so so there's that so yeah sasha or, or mercedes goes, or whatever. Sasha, mercedes i think she goes to japan I, I, I would lean towards WWE. Like, the thing about it is, Mania season is coming up. But also, I would love to know what her contractual obligations is in Japan. Because traditionally, their contracts go up and are ended in, like, February. Yeah, cause did, did she, did she, she signed a deal already, right? Like, how? I'm not sure. Because before she got hurt, did she sign a deal anywhere? Because, or is she? I would have to look it up. I am not sure. Hmm. You know, but she is going to be available. And She'll be available like a, sooner rather than later, for sure. Yeah, 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 pretty much, yeah. So don't be surprised if she pops up on your TV screen again. So, because at this point in the wrestling world, we're living in a multiverse at this point, and anything is possible. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, doors yeah. have been opened. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of crazy, this is one of the craziest pictures that hit the internet um, this Monday night. It was at the Iron Claw <laughs> movie premiere, and it's... MJF shaking hands with John Cena. MJF 
is supposed to be a free agent next year. There are rumors of that he's already re-signed with AEW. I don't believe that one bit. If MGF's a smart man, yeah, I don't believe that. Uh, yeah, Tony Khan, is, Tony Khan, wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah, um, they were at the Iron Claw movie premiere, which is about the Von Eric starring Zac Efron of all people, who's playing a Von Eric. Um, apparently, MJF is also one of the Von Erics in the movie. I've heard, I heard that. I heard, I heard mixed things about the movie. I heard like wrestling purists hate it. But regular people love it. Oh, they see, that's the problem, because I am on the fence. I was like, do I want to see this? A24 has a good track record of making pretty good quality movies. They are like an independent film company. Um... I saw the I like I saw the people who are like playing the playing some of the other characters like the Sheik's in it, Flair's in it, yeah. uh, Bruiser Brody's, and I was like, this could be interesting. But like I looked at like the headshots of people, and I'm just like, I can't see that person playing Ric Flair. Like I can't see that person playing Bruiser Brody. Yeah. You know the other thing about the Von Erics, I've watched Dark Side of the Ring. I know all about wrestling. They all die. Yeah, they most all of them are dead. Yeah, like yeah. I know how this is going to end. It's like when I did want to go see Passion of the Christ. I know the story. I read the book. Like I know how this is going to end. So do I really want to see this? Um, mostly, most of the things that were interesting about this, the there was a lot of presence of wrestlers there. Liv Morgan was there. John Cena was there. Baron Corbin for some reason was there as well. There was a lot of WWE people compared to, from what I saw, again, from what I saw, MJF and Lana, a.k.a. CJ Perry, were the only two AEW talent that I noticed from the pictures that have circulated the internet that were there. Aren't, like, the Von Erichs, like, wrestling for AEW? The one of them is. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like there's, like, there's two of them or there one of one of One of the grandsons or something like that, yeah. yeah. That's really weird. It was concerning, and then, like, for this is business wrestling stuff, guys. We're going to talk about MGF because this is a big deal because he's shaking hands with John Cena, and John Cena put up the Burberry pattern on his Instagram. Now people are going fucking nuts, um, and I wouldn't be <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if John Cena just just promoted the crap out of WWE <laughs> to just drag him over. Um, yeah, call Triple H. He's like, okay, I like, got him. Like, look at that face. MGF is like, MGF is like, I made the deal. That face says, I made the deal. Dude, they should have done the point, first of all. They should have done the point, not shake hands. They should have done the fucking point. Yeah. But, so so my, my thing is, like, MGF's your world champion. He's starring in a movie about professional wrestling. How do you not, like, lambast this over all of your products? Well, because AEW doesn't do good business. They're not good business people. We've established this multiple times. It still baffles me. Yeah. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? it like, it blows my mind. Liv Morgan is injured, and she's walking the red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so it, it, it blows my mind, and... Their next person up on this free agent frenzy is MJF, your biggest star that's still there in the company in AEW, supposedly one of the pillars of AEW. His contract's coming up. At this point, MJF's not going to Japan. Everybody knows that. He's yeah. not going to Impact. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's not doing it. It's between WWE and AEW. It's a two-horse race. Where does MJF go? Well, where does it go? I think he stays with AEW. I, I can do. see that. It's, well, it depends. 
it it I think well obviously it depends. It depends on the number of years. How how mm. long does Tony Khan want to lock him up for? Like, would you do a five year deal with AEW? Ooh. I think that's what the Bucks and uh, Hangman did. Yeah, like I I wouldn't do more than three if I'm MJF. I would I would do a three year deal for a shit ton of money because by then three years you're gonna you know you're gonna be on top, right? You're on he'll be top. pushing he'll be pushing thirty at that time. Fine, like he he is on top of this company for as long as he wants to be. Yeah. It's a matter of how long do you want to be, right? Like, because WWE is always going to be there. So that door is always going to be open unless you, like, murder one of Triple H's kids, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, that you can always just go, hey, I'm ready, right? There is yeah. no pressure on you to go to WWE. So if you like being on top, you like being that main star, you like being the face of a company, you want more exposure in, like, practice being on top and you want to prove yourself to try and build this new company yeah sign a three-year deal you have nothing to lose literally you have nothing to lose he doesn't he doesn't really uh or or you can sign a five-year deal and if the company goes under it doesn't even matter you're just going to WWE anyway (laughs) like i think like if but if you go to WWE and you flop it's not good yeah yeah, but he's not going to they're not gonna let him yeah and he's that good but if you stay in AEW for three years and just polish and polish and polish, it's going to make when you do go that much better. And WWE is very, very crowded right now. Like, you wait three years. Roman's going to be gone. Seth's going to be on his way out. People are still going to be there, but it's going to be more of an opportunity for you to make a bigger impact in three mm-hmm. or five years than next year. Yeah, the, the question I have for him is then is that, how important is it for him to be the guy and be the top guy and continue to make that impact? Or does he want to kind of bulk up his resume and be like, I went over and I fought against a legendary Seth Rollins. I thought against Roman Reigns, things like that. Does it, or, or does he miss that window? And somebody even gets a, it's an easier route for him to go on top when he goes to WWE. That's a big thing. The other thing I would ask, I, I would think MJF should rely on the information from regal yeah who's been like his who has been his storyline in AEW was like his nemesis and then they kind of got together and then regal had to leave obviously because he wanted to be with his son um so like if there's anybody who has seen both sides of the coin from an administrative perspective and an in-rings perspective it's regal my only call Outside of, you know, you talk to Trips. Trips probably talks to MJF all the time. And we just don't know it yet because that's just a Triple H thing to do. Um, my my call would be to Regal, be like, hey, my contract's up with AEW. I'm considering WWE. You've been back in WWE for over a year. You've seen the change in power. You've seen how things are being run there. What do you think would be best for my future and my career? Yeah. There's no better resource for MJF than Regal. Yeah, like at this at this point in time, <laughs> you know there there is no no better resource, and then also it's like, what more does MJF want to do creatively? I feel like his magnum opus of a storyline is the Devil storyline. Like I don't know what I like, and I feel like he would probably get a little bit more creative freedom in AEW. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah, so he gets, so the, he gets to be more of a dick. He's gonna have more fun, and well, yeah, that's fun is subjective. But he's fun gonna, is subjective. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna be able to be more of a dick in AEW. 
Mm-hmm. So, so the big question is, what more creatively does he want? What other stories does he feel like he wants to tell? We've heard the story about his failed engagement. We've heard the story about William Regal kind of getting him the boot. We have the devil storyline. What we have the best friends with Adam Cole bromance, whatever it is. So, like, what more else is there for MJF that he wants? What other stories does he want to tell before he might get, you know, be in more of like a creative team? Yeah. The other thing, too, is outside of Regal, he has Edge in his pocket. He has Christian there, too. You know, it's like, of anybody, I of anybody currently on that roster, I talk to Edge or Adam Copeland, whatever he's going by. I talk to Edge, be like, dude, what's the atmosphere like? You just left. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Edge is just on a fun run right now, and everybody knows it. Edge is on a fun run with Christian, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Edge is Edge is playing the hits. Edge is, yeah, Edge he's is playing fun, the hits, which is good for him. Yeah, he deserves we, it. I didn't get to talk about Edge. I didn't get to talk about Edge in the podcast, but yeah, like I'm not surprised he went to AEW. I'm actually very happy he went to AEW because he's he's gonna he's just having fun. If there's anybody that can help write the ship of AEW, especially locker room culture and I don't creatively, think he, I don't think he wants that responsibility. I don't think he gives a fuck. Yeah, to, but, be, you know, to be honest. <laughs> Edge is also one of those people who will give you advice just for shit, just for shits and giggles because he's just that yeah, nice of a guy. Yeah, no, you, look, you know, you approach Edge. But like, do you think you think Edge is like in the locker room with Jungle Boy? No, no. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, clearly not. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, clearly not. So, I, for me, it's a toss up because he's going to be fine wherever he goes. For MJF, yeah, to be I, completely if, honest, if I were him, now what if like what if Tony Khan was just like, okay, MJF, eight years, eighty million dollars. I'd be like, go get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Take your money and go fuck yourself. I'm going to WWE. Like, just don't insult, don't insult my intelligence. Um, I think I think he said it's AEW just for just for a few more years because there's still there's still juice there's still juice in that orange. There's still plenty of things to squeeze out of AEW, mm-hmm. and they need him very very badly. And I don't think he'd get lost in the shuffle in WWE, but I don't think. I think he would do better work overall in AEW for the next few years. That's fine. Polish, I, I, I'm okay with that. You know, polish his skills. Yeah. Uh, his in-ring is fine. I think, like, his, his in-ring work will probably have to increase a little bit more in WWE than it is in AEW. Like, he gets off by being a great storyteller and a great promo person, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, he'll be in a promo he, center for a few months, and he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. That that's the other thing. Like he he, he can. Yeah, that's where Jade is right now. J- Where's Jade? She's playing the wrestle. That's where Jade is. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. Her, her, her also, I believe her mom just passed away in the past week. Oh, so I think she. Yeah, yeah. So I think she did. Uh, take obviously, uh, t- time off for that. So so there's that. And AEW doesn't have that pipeline just yet. And I hope they would at some point. Like you know, New Japan has a dojo. A yeah, the, uh, WWE the, has. What they call WWE it? has the PC. What, what they have in WCW is like the the, 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 the nuclear. Uh, power, plant. The power, the plant. power plant. The power plant. The power plant. plant. Yeah. So Yeah, so MJF is a toss up. He's gonna be fine wherever he goes. It's just a matter of what he wants to do. But that photo with Cena is It's really funny. They, they should have really dude. They really funny. That's really funny. It's a good photo. That is a good photo. Uh speaking of speaking of AEW, it has come out in recent weeks. Uh Dana Bryan seen here without an eye patch because Tony Khan loves somebody with an eye patch. Um <laughs> 
Daniel Bryan was on the committee that rec- that recommended that CM Punk be fired from AEW. It has also come out in reports, and I believe uh, Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson has also confirmed uh, that he is also a part of a, of this committee that AEW has put that has begun to fine people for their social media posts. Oh, God. What, is yeah. Daniel Bryan becoming a PC principal over here? <laughs> like, Christ, is, is he going to start, like, telling people to stop eating meat and to come out with a wooden belt I again? Want, I want Brian Danielson in a right-to-censor get-up with an eye patch. That's all I want. Ah, dude, like, why Why are you finding people for social media posts? Like, what is it? That's not going to help put people in the hard cam <laughs> section. Like, it's just, it's just not. Like, what are you doing? Like, okay, if you want to be a committee for when people fight backstage and repercussions for CM Punk and stuff like that, fine, right? That that makes sense to me. But it's yeah. like, okay, now you give someone you give someone power. He's like, okay, what else can I do? Oh, let's let's stop monitoring social media like we're the fucking government. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Stop this. <laughs> Danielson is the new Dwight Schrute. I love it. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, are you trying? Well, maybe he's a WWE mark. He just likes WWE that much. <laughs> I bet you he finds people and writes on like the memo part of a check fickle fickle, <laughs> fickle. I, it's like at this point has Brian Danielson become the thing that he hates has where, he, where does this money go does this money go to Birdie's college fund like where does this fine money going <laughs> like has he has Brian Danielson has, has Brian Danielson lived long enough to become the villain like are we at this are we at this point in this arc yeah. That he has become the villain. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, what happens? You give what happens to the poor person power. This. <laughs> yeah, I think Daniel Bryan people power. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, friends. Pretty good. Now I have a picture of Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan in like a right to censor outfit, an eye patch, <laughs> and a. And a motor scooter just around the AEW <laughs> locker room. <laughs> That's what I want to see on AEW backstage. That's what I want to see. I would tune in every week to see a Brian, like just, it's like he, he he's like, if Brian Danielson just, he's, he's going to, he's like a couple of, couple of ages away from being Zeb Coulter. Because you're so right. It's it's hard to express how correct you are. He's that close. He is that close to weed of people's subculture. Hey, Jack Swagger and Cesaro were both there. They could do it. I know, I know. Oh my God. When you look how xenophobic that gimmick was, it was so over. All the illegals crossing over the border. We, the people. Like, oh wow. Like, we like this. Oh my God! But yeah, that that's the Brian Danielson bad right now. And I, I'm I'm concerned. <laughs> he's, I'm, he's, he's a step away. He's almost there. He's almost there. I can see it. Oh, we see oh a vignette God. of Daniel Bryan shooting cans of Bud Light with an AR. <laughs> an AR. <laughs> I'm <Keen> Rock. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Uh, so 
I know you didn't watch Deadline, but NXT Deadline was actually a pretty decent show. And you had uh, CM Punk on his I'm Back World Tour uh, with, with Shawn Michaels opening up a show. And CM Punk doing the most Will Terror Shock thing I've ever seen is approaching Shawn Michaels in a Bret Hart pink hoodie. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's good trolling right there. <laughs> and Shawn Michaels goes, nice hoodie. He goes, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. My HBK one was at home. <laughs> uh, but Deadline was a good show uh, I did end up watching it a little bit later uh, Funny story about that Because I cancelled my Peacock After War Games not realizing that Deadline Was like the next week <laughs> Because I'm going to re-up on Peacock And do a year subscription instead of a monthly subscription Next uh, okay, year save it. Okay, save it Yeah, Right before the rumble because you know well, Finances yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, Smart. <laughs> so I, I ended up watching it on a uh, On a stream on everything like that But Deadline is interesting because I know we talked about it a little bit last year about the the new match format called the Iron Survivor that they did. And they're ironically, Shawn Michaels' NXT is very interesting because he he's setting up things really well because you have the breakout tournament, which is like essentially their money in the bank winner. And then who's Lola Vice won? If you ever look up Lola Vice, you're welcome, Will. Um and then you have if I do. <laughs> uh you won't be you won't be disappointed. Um Excuse me. And then you have, and the breakout tournament winner can challenge for any title, anytime, anywhere. Uh, kind of like their money in the bank. But then you have oh, their, hello. yeah, you're welcome. She used to be a UFC fighter. I can, uh, I can see that. <laughs> uh, and then you have these Iron Survivors, who the winner of that gets the next title shot at the first NXT of the new year, New Year's Evil. So like NXT's got a good consistent schedule that they've developed like post-takeover years, uh, which is really good. And Iron Survivor, the more I watch it, the more I like it. This is the second year of it, and I really enjoyed it. Do you remember the rules of Iron Survivor? Uh, it wasn't like that gives you a pin to get going to the penalty box for like 30 seconds. It's like a championship scramble yeah. type deal. I so liked they, the championship scramble, first of all. I thought that was a pretty good idea. <laughs> so how here's how it is. They started out kind of a war game style. So there's five there's five competitors. Um and two people start out, start the match. Then every five minutes, it's a twenty-five minutes match, number one. So it's straight twenty-five minutes. Nonstop. Every five minutes, someone else comes in. So as soon as you get to the 15-minute mark, you got 10 minutes of everybody in the ring. So it's it's controlled chaos in that notion. If you you can lose by pinfall or submission or DQ, once you get pinned, um, you go into what's known as their penalty box for 90 seconds. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was so become, yeah. So it it becomes a strategy becomes a strategy game. But what they did this year, which is interesting, was number one, um, you can pin two people at the same time. Like Lash Legend did the Roman Reigns pin and got and got two points. That's pretty cool. Nice <laughs> you <stuff>. know. <laughs> yeah, Lash Legend stock is, is growing. Deadline was really fun. Trick Williams won his uh won the Iron Survivor and he will be he'll get his title shot against Ilya Dragunov at New Year's Evil. Which is pretty for us. And Blair Davenport won, and she'll be facing uh, Lyra Valkyria. Which you didn't watch the last um, NXT event before, right? You didn't see No Mercy, right? No, I haven't watched NXT since uh, 2.0. Oh, wow, yeah. You missed, yeah, you missed some fun been, stuff. It's been a few years. I Chase, follow, you, I Chase you's in a scandal, like, which is really through, funny. Through news or people talking about it on podcasts. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Chase you's in a, a scandal. It's really funny. Amazing. 
<laughs> Chase Hughes uh, uh, in a scandal. But Deadline is good. If you get a chance to watch it, just watch it for the Iron Survivor matches. Trick Williams pulls a Tracy McGrady. Trick Williams had no points. He had four pins in like 30 seconds. It was a great ending. <laughs> what a guy. Trick Williams has the most over things. So, you, you ever watch Hustle and Flow? No. Do you remember when people were saying, like, whoop that trick, whoop that trick? Yeah. So that's that is Trick Williams's uh, entrance. Hmm. It's just a hip hop beat and people screaming, "Whoop that trick, whoop that trick," and Booker T on and Booker T on counter like, "Uh huh, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah." Shucky, <laughs> ducky, quack quack, and NXT is. Very consistent. I'll put it that way. I, I know. Very, I, very okay, consistent. Put it this way. I know NXT is good. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, fuck NXT. It's not worth watching. I know it's good. I'm just <laughs> one man. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. No, no, I get it. I'm just saying, no, it is. It's not about being good. I think it's for that. It, they're consistent. Yeah. If I had more time, they're consistent, if yeah. I had more time, I would watch NXT before AEW. I don't watch AEW yeah. either. Yeah, so uh, moving on and due to WWE stuff uh, and the free agent frenzy. Well, we all know where Randy Orton's going, jacked as all hell. Randy Orton's going to SmackDown. And so the big question here is not where Randy Orton's going to sign or, or not how big Randy Orton is because Randy Orton's freaking huge. Yeah, I was, okay. I was, watching, I was watching Cyrus with my parents because that was Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. And uh, when he came out, I just kept saying over and over, he's so Huge. He's humongous. My dad really enjoyed war games. My mom didn't give a fuck. <laughs> but he was just like, even he was like, yeah, he's humongous. My dad was like, he's so fucking big. Like, dad, he's not usually that big. Like, he hurt his back. It was like, I'm just going to have a second one. Like, I'm going to grow a second back on my front. <laughs> like, he's so big. He's massive. I was like, dude, for some reason, him being wider makes him look taller. <laughs> he's so Fucking big. I was on, I think I was on a, a, a chat with Charles. We were watching uh, via PlayStation. Charles, beside, after us screaming like how big he is, I think Charles was like, that's it. I'm going back to the gym. Him next to me, Ripley, I'm like, oh my <laughs> God. He is so big. <laughs> also, him, he looks so happy. Like him being like all happy. Oh, he's lucky. so happy. It's like you know Randy why? Because Randy's a terrible face, but this Randy is really fun to watch. <laughs> it's because what's up, Big Hurst? How you doing, buddy? Um, it is because Randy, Big Hurst. If you stay long enough, by the way, we're gonna talk about your girl. Um, it's because Randy doesn't have to carry Riddle around. That's what it is. Yeah, but he had, he had, he had. Big praises for Riddle though, like he was on. Um, that's true. Impulsive, and he put over Matt Riddle really hard. So he's like, yeah, he's like, I. Uh, he's like, that's why I was able to wrestle for so long because I, I didn't have to do much. <laughs> yeah, uh, God, I want Randy to beat the Flair record at this point. Nah, <laughs> Charlotte's gonna break it. Charlotte's gonna break it. Fair, fair. Uh, but the big question here is: Is Randy the right fit? For SmackDown, like, did he make the right choice? Yeah, hundred percent. Especially after, did you see him RKO Nick Aldis? Yeah, that was pretty funny. We didn't even talk about how great of a get Nick Aldis is randomly. Yeah, it was a great get, but yeah, you know, like when when uh, they announced him, the crowd didn't know who he was, which was I thought was a little surprising. Like nobody, silence, nothing, zilch. 
Yeah, um, he was on Corey Graves' podcast, yeah. and Nick Aldis talks about a story. It's actually really good. He was like, dude, this is what they offered me. I'm going to take it. It's literally what he said. <laughs> he was like, this is what they offered me. He was like, I'm going to take it. I'm going to work from there. I was like, smart move, I guess. Yeah, I think it makes yeah. sense. I mean, because um, Adam, Adam Pierce is incredible. Like, I love me some Adam Pierce. He's a great I'm so player. happy he gets one show. Yeah, but <laughs> so you don't, happy you don't need show. him on both. And I think him and Nick Aldis are a good foil for each other because those segments are pretty good. Like, the, <laughs> the little animosity and jabs they dig at each other, it's just it's just good TV. <laughs> they're just grumpy old men at this yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> they're, like, they're like, we both want to wrestle, but we fucking can't, so fuck you. <laughs> I'm saying this now. I, I don't think it's long before Mickey James re- returns. Hmm. She She's married to Nick. Oh, yeah, I thought she retired though. She can come. She can. They can be the new trips and stuff. Yeah, true. I actually, I, 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 uh, I, I uh, connected with Mickey James on LinkedIn. I told her how great, how much I love her heart, her country, and her career is awesome. She said thank you. It was very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mickey. Mickey James is awesome to me. She uh, is. She yeah. is really nice. I love Mickey James. Yeah, Randy. Oh man, what a. There's so much for Randy to do. He's obviously going to go up against Roman. I think Randy Roman is Royal Rumble. It absolutely. I can't wait for him to uh, RKO the Yes Boys. Um, <laughs> both of them at the same time. Like, yeah, there, there's a pl- there's plenty of good matchups. Like, he's going to RKO Austin Theory. He's got him and Kevin Owens. Like, I wanted him to goes, RKO Rhea, but he didn't do it. I wanted him to RKO. He's like, Daddy's back. And I was like, No, just RKO her. Stop it. It's fine. Everyone, no one's going to be mad at you. I thought when Rhea was going to run in for the cash and she was going to get stopped by like a surprise RKO because I would have lost my shit. Yeah. Like if she's run into the ring and she gets RKO'd on the way to the ring. Now, how they did that at Survivor Series I thought was really smart. Because, oh, what a great bait and switch. Because they set up to be CM Punk and it wasn't CM Punk. It was still Randy. Well, they announced Randy. I know they announced Randy, but the fact that he wasn't there, they could have replaced him with CM Punk. They could have done anything. Yeah. But then, like, okay, people were so happy with Randy, and then post credit scene, there was, like, CM Punk, and I was like, oh, okay, that was really, it was really, it was really well done. It was done. so smart, yeah, it, it was, was so really, smart. It was really well done. I thought, I'd even, like, I, I was talking to Charles at the time of watching, I was like, they're gonna, I was like, they're gonna cash in during war games. It's like, it's brilliant. The match doesn't start till everybody's in the ring. If he cashes in now, it's it works. Yeah. <laughs> I was it's good, like, it was a good oh. idea. It, it, was, it was good writing, good booking, mm-hmm. and it was clever. What a finish. And Randy speaking in tongues randomly as he's <laughs> as he DDT somebody. He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Because like uh because uh, after after Survivor series, I watched the um uh, awesome tacular or whatever it was called. Uh, awesome. Oh, this, this is awesome. awesome. And it was like yeah. the greatest villains. And um mm-hmm. it was Randy Orton, it was Randy Orton. And like it was, it was department when he went. It's like he gets this. I just got like this fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've seen that one. Yeah. Like yeah, that, that interview. My dad's just yeah. like, right, I'm going to bed. <laughs> my dad's like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, my dad. You don't understand. Randy Orton's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Props to JD McDonough for being a trooper. Yeah, what an arcade. That was great. <laughs> JD McDonough's probably the happiest person on the Raw roster right now. It's like, oh my God, thank God Randy's not here anymore. Yeah, he flew like <laughs> snooker and took a bump like Foley. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, Randy's the right choice. It's going to be great. He's going to, Randy's going to help out LA Knight a fuck ton. You know, I think LA Knight's peaked. I don't think so yet. I think. My prediction, if I'm booking Mania, he beats Logan Paul. 
I mean, that's what you have to do. Like that's yeah. But he has to keep the momentum because he is—he's not become stale, but he's—he's be, become forgotten since his Roman match. Because you got what you wanted, right? We, we as fans got what we wanted. We wanted the match. Now what do you do? Now what? Exactly. Now what? So he's not. He's, it's also now what? And oh, by the way, Randy and CM Punk are back. Exactly. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's a little bit of an afterthought. They gotta cut. They gotta find a way to keep the momentum because the crowd's still behind him, surprisingly. And he's not even in the U.S. title tournament. Right. But he's not as. He's not on the come up anymore. He feels like he's plateaued. He's That's stuck because they, they clearly don't want him in the U.S. title thing just yet. He's going to lose. They want to use him yeah. in, like, the the upper mid card, which is good for him. But he has to have well, something he's, he's, that's... He's, he's going after the bloodline, which is his natural story. Yeah. And then when he's, he's done got with a, that, then yeah, he's going to go after Logan Paul. Because that's the match, dude. That's a great match. Oh, yeah. As an opener? Can you imagine that LA yeah, Knight opening I can. mania? I can. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be there, Ricky, in case you forgot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be great. Um... <laughs> I can't wait for Mania, dude. It's going to be so much fucking fun. It's going to be so much fun. Dude, I almost hit you up. They're offering as a side package for Mania, and we'll move over to the next item in a moment. They're offering as a side package uh, for either before night one or night two, you can get to have, like, Superstar Brunch. Oh, with who? It, they don't. They don't tell you. It's like they 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 rent out or they rent out a restaurant. You get to have brunch for a couple of hours, and you get to meet all the superstars who are there, and they like you know work for tables and whatnot. But it's like three fifty a pop. Oh. <laughs> Drinks included or not included? Everything's included. Oh, that's worth it. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, I would do that. Three fifty, I can do that. Fine, sure. It's a matter of doing it night one or night two. <laughs> Definitely night one. Yeah, yeah, because day two I'm like. Ugh. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I would, I would totally do that. Willie T Productions is picking up, so I have money. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so keep it on the horizon. I'll send you a link. Moving on uh, to CM Punk, the hottest guy in pro wrestling again, um, is feuding with the king of the petty in purple, Seth Rollins, officially. Um these are two See, guys who both won a main event WrestleMania, but also don't want to lose in that main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've been thinking since I come back. It's like, dude, I want to see this match because one of them has to fucking lose. And neither of them are going to want to pin the other one or get pinned by the other one. This is an interesting dynamic. They, they played this up well. It is rumored that this... This segment, which went about 15 or so minutes, including CM Punk's um, little promo before he signed with Raw. I didn't watch Raw this week. I should have. Did you watch the SmackDown? The SmackDown I, I did watch better. SmackDown. I watched Tribute to the Troops was awesome. Tribute to the Troops was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, no, I like how they identified who used to be in the military, which I thought was really cool, especially they yeah. highlighted Bobby Lashley, which I think was awesome yep. Montez for him. No, was in the military. Oh, Montez is a Marine. He, he, he acts like a Marine. No, I did know that. I lied. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, that was that was that was really cool to see. But CM Punk's promo at the nine o'clock hour saying we're not is like it's the top of the hour. We're not gonna cut me off. I go, oh fuck, here we go. Yeah, he's like hey, this whole joke is like there are, there's no there's no fighting backstage. Who does that in 2023? He's like. He's like He's like, oh, look, I could have feud with Kevin Owens, but like, you know, we have a thing for punching people in backstage. I'm like, it's 2023. You shouldn't be punching people backstage. It's like you're a dick. You're it's still a dick. Punching people. <laughs> oh my god, his segment with KO afterwards was amazing. It was. It was really good. And <laughs> WWE is very smart because yeah. 
AEW's like backstage drama was very clearly real. Where it's like <laughs> yeah. WWE's is very clearly fake. Yeah. Like it's very, very, very clearly fake because and it's like, well, I think about this too, because like what's the difference? Because AEW did have a little bit of a so is it real, is it not real? Yeah, but it wasn't on camera. Yes. Like, WWE's is always on camera. You, like you you want to be asking, is it real on camera? You don't want to yes. be asking, is it real when it's backstage? And that's what oh, AEW got wrong. That is that is correct. Uh, with this segment, obviously, we know the history and the video footage that WWE is clearly playing into of Seth losing his ever-loving mind as soon as CM Punk came back. Yeah. Um, you've seen that footage. I was like, oh, this... That was That's also to your point, because you see that footage and you're like, is this real? <laughs> you know, because if you look at it, there's no WWE professional footage of Seth losing his mind. That's all from people in the arena. Yeah, but WWE knows that. Like WWE. Has that's also a, that's the, the brilliance thing. of it. That's WWE, the brilliance of WWE it. WWE has the footage. They're just not <laughs> using the footage. <laughs> like, there's also one of Rhea giving the middle finger. Like this, everyone's upset. That one's funny. Like Randy Orton's doing stuff. Like the, they all have this footage. Randy was sitting in a chair in the middle of the ring waving at Punk. I was like, this is totally Randy. Yeah, because <laughs> because when you're out there, you're in character. Always. Yeah. Period. J- Jimmy Uso had to get carried off by the ring crew after that RKO. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you see that video? He was still on the yeah, ground. Yeah, still on the ground. They put him back in the ring, too. They didn't carry him <laughs> They just put him back. Right? But, but you're always in character is the point. Yeah. And Seth, Seth probably doesn't, like, he literally doesn't like CM Punk. But Seth yes. is also a professional. Seth knows that there's money to be made. Exactly. That is the difference. Yeah. Exactly. And they're both gonna do business. And like, yeah, is is do people backstage hate CM Punk? Yeah. But guess, absolutely. But guess what? How I told you, Edge isn't in the in isn't in the locker room with Jungle Boy. CM Punk isn't in the locker room with Otis. All right. <laughs> CM Punk has his own locker room. He he is secluded and kept away from everybody. He's chilling with Kofi. Exactly. Yeah. But like, CM Punk isn't gonna get in the backstage fights because he's not gonna see people backstage. You know what I mean? He's gonna come in, he's gonna do his business, he's gonna fucking leave. Cause he's a piece of shit and people don't like him. <laughs> like this is a place of business, all right? Like if you don't like people, separate them. And if you gotta yeah. do business, do business, right? It's CM Punk isn't here to cause issues. CM Punk generally looks happy to be here. He looks happy to be home. He looks That's like a new, change, yeah. He has a new lease on life. Like he doesn't look jaded. He looks like a new person. And yeah, he looked great when he walked out. I was like, "Wow, he looks great." Yeah, like, and, like <laughs> you know. and, and I know I hate I hated CM Punk a few months ago, but I am willing to give this guy another another chance <laughs> because I think WWE is smart to be like, "Okay, you have issues. People have issues with you. Bury the hatchet on your own time. You know, deal with it." But until mm-hmm. then, we as a company are going to make sure that you are kept away. Because like, you think Roman is in the locker room with these other people? You think Seth is in the locker room with these other people? Cody oh, no. is in the locker room with these other people? Like Cody's on a bus. That's what I mean. Like These, yeah. these upper main event stars get treated differently. Differently, yeah. Like They're not on the road with, with the people. Like Yeah, like if they're seeing backstage, sure, they'd shake hands and say hi. But in terms of like, their private time... And they're getting ready in match preparation. They're not all together. It's not that locker room of boys culture anymore like it was back in the old days. Like, Taker was the locker room leader. Like, it's people. Are, yeah. You think Drew is, like, doesn't have his own private area? He probably does. He's a main event. He man. probably does. Yeah. So, yeah, no, the, the punk thing. To this segment in particular, which is a great segment, 
they stood in the ring. They had that face-to-face, which is the cover of our show this week. Um, this screams night one WrestleMania main event. Somebody just got kicked off the main event of night one because CM Punk and Seth Rollins are about to tear the house down when that occurs. Um, hopefully they don't blow their load at the Rumble, which I don't think they will. Uh, but apparently this segment here has no producer credit. R- r- it's rumored that there's no producer credit for this segment. So one can assume that a lot of the words that came out of Seth's mouth <laughs> were was a lot of how he felt because uh, you said you didn't watch it, right? Not yet. I'm, I'm going to watch it, though. Seb said uh, things about Seb came from some real heat. Drew's been saying a lot of real stuff, too. Uh, but Seb, because CM Punk said this is his home. He's happy to be home, blah, 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 blah. And Seb said, don't you dare call this your home. You were gone for almost 10 years, and every chance you got, you bashed this place. This is not your home. This is my home. You almost put me with Chris Hero. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he should have said. (laughs) But he's right. I mean, he is right. Because CM Punk, like, listen, you got to you gotta win back the locker room. As much as you are secluded and everything I just said, like, you do have to win back the boys because you do have to stink on you that you do deserve. Yeah. But the boys got to give you a chance. Like, Bobby Lashley also had an interview. He was just like, yeah, I, I, I was – he was coming up when I was on the way out, so I don't really know CM Punk. But I think it's a mistake to just put him in the main event and give him a title. I mean, like, he's got to earn it. I agree. Mm-hmm. He has to earn it. He definitely has to earn it. Yeah, well, he's going to go up against Dom at, in New York City, which I am very tempted to buy. On the, on, the, yeah, the, on the 26th? Yeah, I'll join Kay. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be here, but uh, <laughs> you, you and Kay should definitely go. Um, but, but no, Seth went on and started bashing CM Punk. He said, Seth, and I think this is really a shoot. He goes, I'm, he goes, I'm going to tell you right now. He goes, he literally said in a comment, he goes, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not Seth. That's Colby Lopez. (laughs) He goes, I hate you. Um, And I also feel like that's because I hate you because I'm going to have to job to you soon. Like, like, you ever notice that Seth's always in the position (laughs) because he's he's so consistently so loyal. Bully Ray said this on Busted Open Radio. Um, And so did David LaGreca. He goes, loyalty does not get rewarded, especially in wrestling. Correct. You know, and he's Seth's going to get looked over over and over again to help get other people over. You know why? Because he did it already with Cody Rhodes. I mean, they're going to Seth is going to be in that position again. They're both going to get the main event. One of the big grads of CM Punk in his first WWE run was that he never got the main event and he was a champion for 434 days before Roman blasted that out of the water. Um, and Seth, being the consistent person was a mid card match this year at Mania. He bitched and complained. Him and Becky did, and we're getting to Becky in a second, Big Hirsch. Um, about Seth not getting the main event that they finally said, Shut up, Seth, here's a world title. You might get the main event, but he might lose at that point to CM Punk. Dude, here's, it here's the thing though. It's WrestleMania forty. Yeah. Four four zero. Four zero, and yeah, four rumor, four decades of mania. And this might be an unpopular opinion, but uh-huh. the, the rumor is, and I think this would be an amazing angle. You okay. have you have CM Punk. You bring back the, the Stone Cold sessions, the, the Stone Cold po- oh. podcast. <laughs> and Austin, we're well overdue for a good for a good Broken Skull session. Austin asks him about you know walking out. They had that conversation towards because because people forget Austin walked Austin out. Austin walked out, but. You turn that into another pipe bomb, and it's a work. 
And I would honestly rather see Punk Austin main events <laughs> night one and then Roman Rock main event night two. I mean, if you think about it. You We're just gonna... want to see The Rock because you've never seen The Rock. Correct. I've also never seen Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's true as well. But I, I, as much as I would love to see Seth, I, 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 this is a phenomenal main event, Seth and Punk. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They both deserve it. It's a phenomenal match, but it's WrestleMania 40, and Punk Austin, I think, is a match everyone's always wanted to see. And if you can, if you can have Rock and Austin main event WrestleMania one more time back-to-back for WrestleMania 40, that that's is just bonkers. a fucking nuts story. That's going to make that TKO yeah. stock go up to like $100, all right? <laughs> so help a brother out here. Probably not going to happen, but I think that's yeah. a smart angle. You do a Stone Cold Sessions, and that's who kick off the angle. The punk gets in his face, like slaps him and walks up the set to walk to, to end to end the session. Like, I yeah. think, and then you're off to the races. I, I, I mean, I enjoy that. I, I, your, your attitude there and nostalgia because you've never seen Rock or Austin. And I get it. I get it. You need, like... It would be a shame to your life if you've never seen the glass shatter in person. I will tell you that right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Tell me that. Fucking tell. <laughs> uh, I didn't go to last year's WrestleMania, right? I got to believe him. I'm fucking aware. <laughs> you know. Well, but 38 where I was at. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think that it's 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 great, but it's not needed. Like they can show up, but I don't see them wrestling. Um, I think the great story is, I think your two night main events set up because you got the world title and you have the WWE title. CM Punk wins the rumble. The same does at, at wins the rumble because it's the same event where he walked out of. Yeah. He wins the rumble. He challenges Seth. The story writes itself there. The twist is Damien catches in on punk when punk wins. <laughs> so the fact that punk wins cody doesn't cody goes to elimination chamber cody wins the elimination chamber challenges roman yeah yeah that's that's I mean, I'm fine with that, too. I would love to see yeah. Cody Roman again, especially because we're going to be there. I'd love to see Rock Roman. I'm kind of mad I missed Cody Roman one, but I'm also okay because I knew it would have ruined my trip to L.A. If, when yeah. Cody lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, though, I think I, – I do think Seth goes over Punk. It would be – I mean, it would be well-deserved if he did. It's like it's it's a matter of who do they want to reward for that mania night one. Like, it, it's, it's do you, do you reward consistency or do you want to reward the hot hand who somehow remains hot no matter what the hell he does? Yeah, but CM Punk's going to be a hot hand whether really he wins or loses, right? It really doesn't matter. I mean, so is Seth. Yeah, but I think I think – in this instance, you you do reward you do reward loyalty. Yeah. Um, but then the question is, who the hell does Seth drop to at that point? Well, Damien, right? I guess I'm I'm very concerned about Damien's money in the bank run. Well, you could also you know what you could have him you could have uh you could have Punk just win with a roll up right roll up grab the rope mm-hmm. some, some kind of shenanigans. Yeah. And then the next night, like Punk calls him out, they brawl, Punk hits a GTS, Anaconda Vice, then Damien cashes in the night after Mania. And then this feud can continue, the blood feud, while Damien has the blood. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of ways, there's plenty of ways, yeah. or you can do it, you can work around it. You can do it vice versa, where Punk wins, mm-hmm. bye bye sh- shenanigans, like, you know, low blow, or something. Punk can turn heel, 
right, at Mania. Sure. Seth, which would be fucking great. Yeah. And then the next night, Seth just beats the fuck out of him. I mean, beats the fuck out of him. And then <laughs> he just lets all of his anger out. Yeah. And then, and then this feud, because this feud's going to be more than one match. It's going to be three matches. Right? Absolutely. You then, just got to, it's got to, it's got to make it to April. Exactly. That's all it has to do. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's got to make it to April and April's enough time. Go. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm very excited for this uh, because as a wrestling fan, we do know there's a lot of real hate in this matchup. That's what makes it great. There's a lot of real hate. And the best response, because Seth went off on CM Punk, and CM Punk gave the most dangerous response. He, CM Punk, for the most part, had his arms folded that whole promo. Yeah, he knows. So. He was just on spooky fingers. Yeah, and then CM Punk took the microphone and said, are you done? Mm. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, oh, God, that's really good. <laughs> that's, wow. Fuck? Yes, that's why I'm a CM Punk fan. Fuck. Oh. And then CM Punk says, this is the one pass you get about talking crap to me to my face. And then he, like, walked out. So I'm like, all right, we're holding it. We're holding the rebuttal for another time. I'm like, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. That is, that's. That is really good. Yeah, yeah. So we have we do we we've had power couples in WWE, but we now have petty couples in WWE because <laughs> Becky Lynch. What's wrong with Becky now? Like, what the fuck is she complaining about? Becky's still mad about Nia. Oh yeah, this that's fine. <laughs> that's <laughs> what this, it this is. This is a work too. <laughs> I'm like Becky, let it go. Like you got like Becky's whole stick here, and Big Hurts back me up on this. Becky's whole stick here is that she never got back at Nia for what Nia did to her. Oh, sorry. You just main event at WrestleMania. <laughs> Fuck. I forgot about that. You were doing main event Survivor Series or, I don't know, WrestleMania. Yeah. Um. And to my recollection, I thought Becky got her, like, backstage and, like, that quick backstage fight, whatever, when Nia returned. Becky, this is another great segment. This is the best Nia has ever looked as kind of a sniveling heel. Nia's also funny in real life. Yeah. Um, she also looks great. And I, she I, looks I, I, fantastic. I when she first came back, she lost a lot of weight. She put a lot of effort in. I'm glad to see her back. She she looks, well, I she think looks she, really good. She had double knee surgery. She had to. Oh, God damn. Yeah. <clears throat> and Becky did make a comment. She goes, <laughs> she goes, Nia, I think she said something like, Nia's so bad, her knees wouldn't even stand up for her. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Um... So Becky still wants to get back at Nia, and Nia, this is this was smart writing. It's my second favorite promo of the night. Nia said, "Oh, really, Becky? You know, you're still mad at me." It's like, when are you going to acknowledge the fact that the that I punched you and made your career? She's correct. <laughs> no. I mean, she was on the way up anyway, but that was an exclamation point. Yeah, you know, and then Becky's like, you didn't do all of this stuff, blah, 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 blah. I did it on my own, blah, 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 blah. And Becky keeps going back. And Nia just looks at her because Becky's like, I'm here to fight you, blah, blah, blah. And Nia looks at her and goes, you need this more than I do and walks out. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's correct. It's true. Nia's like my career is pretty much in the tubes. It doesn't even matter. Like you, what are you, you're, you're on the way down. I'm already at the bottom. Like you can't, you can't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. I was like, okay, there is still something here with with Nia and Becky. Um, 
I'm I'm for it. I didn't think I'd want to see Nia and Becky, but guess what? I'm here for it. Um, I, I'm I'm very happy with Nia's work thus far. They're they're kind of positioning her to kind of be this kind of Yokozuna like character. They gave her the bonsai drop. Yeah. Like <laughs> they gave her the bonsai drop, uh, which is awesome. I'm interested to see where this goes. This is a non-title women's feud, which women's feuds that aren't that don't involve the title are highly needed. Um, this is a great rumble match. There's a lot of rumble setup. This is a great rumble match. Yes, matches just well. Why not? Why not do it? Yeah, there's they're no, both there's back. There's no reason not to do it. Yeah, I love the fact that the writing room has allowed and Becky and Nia have allowed. Becky to realize like, oh yeah, by the way, I was main eventing and you were busy getting fired. <laughs> you know, Becky didn't mention that. You know, so it's good, it's great. Let them duke it out. Let's finish this and let's move on to something once Rumble season hits. Uh, so good for them. Last and certainly not least, we have the funny story of Shinsuke and Cody Rhodes finding a way to get color in WWE by having Shinsuke spit in his face. Which is exactly what picture. That is a really Cody sold that really well. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm the mist is overdone. I'm kind of sick of the mist. It's you know what it is. It's because um, Oscar uses it as well. Everyone uses it. Every Japanese person has like this gland that can spit mist. I'm like scared to go to Japan. Don't miss me. I'm gonna go off the airport and just. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, I thought this was going to be Rumble. I thought they were setting up to be Rumble, but like you said, it's not believable yet for Shinsuke to be to win something. And then is this just another? Is this just another Cody setup? Is this something to like Cody biding time? Yeah, yeah. It's something for them to do. Like I like the stories. I like. Here's the thing. But I like the stories that Shinsuke gets into. His story with Seth was great. Seth yeah. starts stopped selling his back, but whatever. The story with Seth was great. The story with Cody has some legs to it. The issue is Shinsuke has to win something. Yeah, the problem, like I said, like I said on the show, the problem with Shinsuke Nakamura is there is nothing they can do to make me think he's gonna win. Mm-hmm. Period. Because everything he's doing is really good. This like this is the best character work he's ever done, and in ring work. Maybe not anything, but best character work that he's done in the company. Yeah. By far. It works. Yeah. It connects. It's clever. It's unique. It's different. He's just he's just not gonna win. He's a he's a he's a mid-card heel in a main event feud. Yeah, and it, the card is WWE's card is so top heavy now. Yeah. So top heavy that it's and it like, like they're this, an imbe- this they are an Im- This is is an NXT championship gimmick right here. Yeah. The WWE is at a point where they're in an embarrassment of riches. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's a great problem to have. Um, You're not going to get a bad show any which way you get. Like, even some of the other matches on on this week. Like, I watched Ivar and um, Bronson Lee almost break the ring. That was a match on Monday. Yeah. It was amazing. You ever see two big men do a superplex? I don't want to. I gotta, I gotta tell you though, I don't give a fuck about the Creed brothers. <laughs> like, like at all. I athleticism, they're great. Personality yeah. wise, they're horrible. Or, um, or DI, DIY's back and yay. They had a great match because they were in Cleveland and they partnered with the Miz. Amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I there. 
there is so much potential on paper for Cody and Shinsuke, but there needs to be a back and forth, and I don't think they're going to give it to Shinsuke. No, no, because Cody's on the rise, right? Because yeah. the writing's on the wall for WrestleMania, WrestleMania season, and Shinsuke is just literally, Shinsuke's a hurdle, which is fine, right? He, yeah, it's he, good to have a hurdle, yeah. He, he plays, it's it's storytelling. This is his this is his part to play in the story. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, sometimes the story's predictable. It means it's not good, it's just predictable. Yeah. And that and that's perfectly fine. I will tell you this. I am very excited for for when January hits. January is going to be crazy for when Rumble season hits. Yeah, dude. I'm glad it's no December pay per view. I am too. Deadline. They made they made Deadline the final one this year, which is very good. Very happy for them to, to do that. It's a break, and as they should, you gave them about eight weeks to set up Royal Rumble and WrestleMania season. Perfect. Yeah. Everybody like this is like this has become you have to start doing work. This is the prove your worth part of of the wrestling season. Like you want to be a big person next year? Show me that you can do something when there's nothing to when there's no pay per view to fight for. It's a it's a it's a big deal. Uh and, and I love it. I love where things are going. I feel like we're hitting like we're in a great period of pro wrestling. CM Punk's in WWE, <laughs> you know. Okada might come over to WWE or AEW. Mercedes Monet might go anywhere. MJF might like. I. Yeah, yeah. This is better than the Attitude Era. This is better than the Attitude Era by leaps and bounds. Better than Rufus Aggression. Better than Attitude. From a from a quality perspective, not from not from monetary gains. Well, by monetary gains as well. The only thing it's not sure. in terms of viewership. <clears throat> but that's because it's the model. You can't compare the model. Like yeah, you, the model's you weird. You can't compare TV ratings and a nine millions and ten millions every single week to sixty-five million views on social media across all channels. It's just, absolutely. It's yeah. not. It's not a fair comparison. It's comparing. It's comparing a book to a movie. Yeah. Right. It's just. It's just. It's not the same. But is it better than the Attitude Era? Oh, top to bottom, and it depends how you define better. Top to bottom, I think so. Athleticism, yeah. Yeah. Character work, arguably. In terms of who's over, WWE has a lot of people who are really over on both sides of the spectrum. So you got as, as much as LA Knight's over as a face, Dom is just as over as a heel. Dom lost the NXT title. He yeah. lost the North American yep. to Dragon Lee. Randy's forever over as a legacy. Cody Rhodes is really over. Roman's super over. Seth's over. Punk's over. Fucking dude, Otis is over. Tazawa's over. Our truth is over. Like so. Our truth is a menace to Judgment Day. Yeah. On Raw. Judgment it's- Judgment Day is <laughs> over. I, I I'll say, um, EO and Damage Control, they're not really over. I don't know why they're not connecting. Because I don't know, you know what it is? It's um, the storyline's good, the writing's good, the, the story's fine, is good, but it's the deliver. I think it's Bailey's delivery. <clears throat> like, you know, like I, I adore Pam Martinez, and I think she's awesome. But I think she's like when Bailey was super heel, especially during like uh, Golden Role Model era with Sasha. She was fantastic, like yeah. best ever. Um, and when she was super babyface, when she first started hugger, great. But now she has the play this. She's in the she's in the tweener role right now. She's in the like I'm a heel, but I'm on my way out to becoming a babyface. And she's trans and the transition spot that she's in right now, she doesn't do well. Yeah, because you want to make her. She wants to be seen by damage control 
as Healy. Like, I'm part of it, I'm trying to heal, but like, you're trying to also portray to the audience that she should be a sympath, somebody that you should give sympathy to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not hitting. I like it. I, I enjoy it, but the crowd mm. overall, it's, it's not, it's not hitting. It's not hitting yeah. like everything else in the card is hitting. Yeah. On WWE programming, almost everything, everything is hits. hitting. And it's Freaking, wild. Even Maxine is almost over. Yeah. <laughs> the crowds are really, really good. They're into everything. Even like Michael Cole's having a great time. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone is in a great They're so mood. happy they brought back JBL. Yeah. They even brought back JBL. Like, like, every, like all everything is just firing correctly. Like WWE is very, very cohesive. Yeah. Um, Drew is over doing really good work. Him as a heel are really, really good. Their backstage things are fine because we were watching Raw and my with my with my dad, and he was mm-hmm. just like. Otis came out. He's like, "When you guys on a commercial yesterday for Virus Series?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's just what they do." <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Hold on, hold on, hold on. We have a little bit of breaking news before we get out of here. Ridge Holland has struck again, according to Smiley. Ilya Dragunov, the current NXT champion, was taken out on a stretcher during a live event. Oh Jesus! Oh God! Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, if we remember Ridge Holland from such hits as almost ending Biggie's life and career. Yeah, and the Yass Boy. <laughs> Even they're over, dude. <laughs> uh, the Australian guy, Grayson Waller, he's pretty good. Grayson Waller's freaking amazing. He's carrying, he's trying to carry off. I don't know what happened to Austin Theory. Well, John Cena happened to Austin Theory. You know that. John, yeah, well, yeah, we know but We know what happened. Cena's run was incredible. I missed a, I missed a lot of that. I didn't get to talk mm-hmm. about that. The best thing they did was have Grayson Waller and Austin Theory as like the douchey tag team bros. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, they're great. People they are bitching are about Roman, but like, dude, you don't like You don't need Roman. Roman doesn't need to be on TV right now. Like he's coming back this week. I know he's coming, but back, you don't I know need he's coming back this week, but like people are saying he's dropped a time. Like, what are you out of your fucking mind? What? No. No. Like, do you do you not you gotta build the rest of the show? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. The best the last time we saw Roman on TV, Nick Aldo's like the best thing I saw because Cody was there for some reason. He did like a special um he did a special appearance. And you had, you know, Cody walking back, walking past Roman. They stood each other in the face. You had Nick Aldis very smartly, like, put his, like, hand in between. Like, hey, guys, save it, save it, save it. I was like, this is beautiful. I was like, you just you just told us what the main event was and didn't have to say a word. Yeah, and that was, like, his first night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, he gets it. He gets yeah. it. Yeah. He sold a great RKO, too. I, Nick Aldis sold a perfect RKO hey, hey, for hey, Randy. Nick, Nick Aldis is main event today, uh, Battle for Glory, right? He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's a pro. That's Magnus. He's a pro. Right? That's Magnus. That's Mag- he beat What's AJ Magnus? Styles for the title, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, but yeah, no, it is it is a great time to be a pro wrestling fan. You, you honestly, I'd watch Impact at this point because you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong right now. You know, if Impact Plus was free, <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd, I'd watch <laughs> Not my it. phone. It's it's only Impact for another couple of weeks. Yeah, I know TNA. Um, <laughs> TNA Plus. Like I would. And I would Ryback go, had to officially retire, which is great. Dude, right, fucking Ryback. Did you hear about that? I did. I did, dude. I, 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 I vaguely follow Ryback. He pops up on my Facebook feed every now. I watch his reels. The guy's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> the guy's out of his fucking mind. But you know what, dude? If he came back to WWE, he'd also be over. That's how good wrestling is right now. <laughs> 
pretty it, Ryback is a perfect AEW. I, guy. I heard Edge only goes to come on, give it to me on one side of the ramp because the other That's side weird. Is people there. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't, my I don't God. know what AEW does wrong though. For real. Like I don't know what they're doing wrong. Cause my I got a I got a buddy I used to work with. He texts mm-hmm. me. He's like, hey, are you going to be around January 3rd? Are you going, are you going to AEW at the Prudential Center? I go, no. no. <laughs> I go, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. He's like, he's, like, I, he's like, I prefer AEW because WWE is too polished. And I go. I mean, I get that. I'm like, I'm like that's why I like WWE because it's so clean. Yeah, it's clean. It's a clean production. He's like, but he's like, I want blood. I go, that's, I get it. Like, I get it. You know, AEW, people watch NASCAR for car crashes. I get it. AEW is... The wrestling fan show, like the diehard mm-hmm. wrestling fan, but it's like it's just it's not. It's not, not polished. It's not enough. Yeah, I don't. It's not, I don't know what AEW did wrong. I don't know what they're doing wrong. But they're trying to polish too. Like I've seen, like I watched their last pay per view. I forgot what it was at the moment. Um, but like for the matches they care about, their production, their promo hype, they've gotten better. They've improved with that. It's just like something's just not hitting. I don't know why they can't sell tickets. Outside of Swerve, Swerve, Swerve's like carrying the company right now. Swerve's yeah. the hottest thing. Like that the fucking fact that dance. They can't sell tickets is very, very surprising. They're getting like what three thousand people for a show. That's pathetic. Yeah, that's house that's show numbers. Really bad. Yeah. I I don't know what it is because it honestly, it's probably it's probably just too many shows. I yeah they they they're they're overexposed. Yeah. They're overexposed. And I also think it's it's something that we talked about a very, very long time ago when Andrew Zarian was on the show, and I brought it up. The thing that makes WWE special is that you can only find their superstars there. You're not gonna see you're not gonna see a WWE superstar on the Indies unless you're Dolph Ziggler because he just got fired. Um and he's making his return um and things like that. And there there's a there's there's a kind of a special thing where it's like there's a special exclusivity thing, so you feel like you're seeing something that you can't get anywhere else when you go to a WWE performance. Yeah. We're like, you're like, you're like, oh, I can go see Swerve at AEW, or I can go to House of Glory and watch Swerve tear the house down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Swerve's tearing the house down everywhere with that fucking dance. <laughs> it's Nana and shit. And it's really bad because before we head out of here, I was like just getting ready for a show and walk around my house and done with work and stuff, and his theme song got stuck in my head. I go, God damn it. <laughs> so you, you start doing, I don't know the dance, but you start doing it to yourself? I'm, I do not, I'm not doing my dumbass dance. The beat's great, but I'm not doing that dance. I'm like, I, I can't, but it gets stuck in your head. Um, That death match with Adam, with uh, Hangman Adam Page was unreal. Yeah. Like people uh, who watch AEW, who I know, who I, who I listen to watch it. They, they all, love it. They love it. They like, love it. People, yeah. People who watch it. Really like it, and I I think that's good. I think I, I, the fact that AEW exists, I think, is really important. The fact that it's a little bit more niche to that wrestling hardcore fan. We wouldn't get good WWE if it wasn't for AEW right now. Like, it, yeah. competition's a real thing. Yeah, but I just I I wish it was doing better, and I don't know what it is because it used to be like yeah they're bad at business, not good at marketing, this that or the other. But it's they got better at business. I think it's I th- well he lost thirty four million dollars allegedly. But I think, allegedly, I think it's something bigger than that because something's not clicking with the audience. Hmm, it, it's true, and that it's it's not clicking. And then you also have the thing that WWE is now just massively expanding beyond belief at this point. Like it's 
blowing my mind how much they're doing. Like the Big 12 title game. Yeah. You know, it was the WWE Big 12 championship is literally what it was. They had the maybe, maybe under yeah. blowing their TKO stock. <laughs> They're not holding up their half. There was a there was a oh we can that's what we can do. You can help me with the because uh, I'm part of WWE's like little fan council thing, and where they just serve you about random shit. We can talk about that. But I know in one of them, one that I did recently was that they discussed the concept of would you be interested in doing a package deal where there was a UFC event one night and a WWE event the next night. And doing like a doing like a combo package. Who asked that question? It was part of their one of the random surveys I give out the people on the email list. Mm. That's well, that's really good market research for them to do. Yeah. If I was to I personally I personally would. I would be I would do it. I would yeah. do that because I mean I don't follow you. I very, very like I know names in UFC. I vaguely follow it. Mm-hmm. But I would do that because I've never been to UFC and it just seems fucking incredible. However, Neither have I. I would, I would want to go. That's a great drinking night, too. I don't think those... I, I wouldn't be surprised if the answer to those questions is mostly just like, no. Because UFC, I don't think the crossover is big enough I don't yet. think the crossover is big enough. UFC fans, like purists, a lot of them look down at WWE because it's like, it's, it's, I like real fighting. And, yeah. And WWE fans are like, they're indifferent to UFC because they like the theatrics. Yeah. They're too different. They're too different. And the, the, the entities are just, they're, they're too different. Which is crazy because like you have people like uh, Adesanya who literally replicated the Undertaker's entrance. Yeah. And people went nuts for it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, because well, there's showmanship. Like people like showmanship yeah. in, in the UFC, but that's like for entrances and stuff. I mean, that's where it stops. Yeah. That's where it stops. Cause at the yeah. end of the day, it's all about, can you get, can you fight in the cage? Can you actually fight? Yeah. yeah. I'd be interested to see if they actually go forward with it. Uh, it would it would be it'd be interesting thing to uh, to see. But anyway, we can talk about all of that. Uh, but let's let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, welcome back. Well, let's let's go to the post show. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 362, Free Agent Frenzy. I may not be able to find any more free agents now, but Will is back for another couple of weeks, but we'll see what happens. I've been your host, King Ricky Rose. You can formerly find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets, uh, formerly until I return. Maybe in a couple of weeks. Uh, January 8th sounds nice. Uh, find Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast across all social media. Like, share, subscribe. Leave us five-star reviews. Buy some of our great merch. The links to all of that are in the description below. If you're listening to us, make sure you're listening to us on Wrestle Addict Radio to cure for the common wrestling podcast. And follow Wrestle Addict Radio socials at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio everywhere else. The links to all of that are in the description below. Will Tarashuk. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is so good to be back. I miss this podcast. It's been a while since I've actually hosted any podcast, let alone my own fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. My name is Will Tarashuk, T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. I'll be back probably, I think I'll be back next week, but after that, I'm going yeah. away for a little while again because it's the holidays. Um, and then, uh, I'm back, I'm back in Vegas again, Ricky. I'm going out, I'm Jesus traveling Christ. again, uh, for work, CES. Yeah. So other than going to Barcelona. Oh shit, CES yeah. in the early part of the year. Yeah. Yep. So I was, I was just in Vegas a few weeks ago. Dude, I'm traveling all over for work. I'm back in Miami in 
uh, in February. And then Jazz and I are doing a few days in Orlando, which I got to talk about Orlando in the post show. It's going to be fucking amazing. You can get, get, get a little of this shit. Uh, I'm yeah. going to be interested in this. T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Uh, if you want to support my other work, go to YouTube, type in the World Foam Alliance, WFA. It is pretty much a league of Nerf dart blasters. Um, yeah, you want you think the wrestling community is weird? <laughs> Let me fucking tell you something, brother. These people are there are there there there's something special. There are a lot oh of fun. My God. The, the community is a lot of fun. Everyone's super nice, but they sh they shoot foam darts at each other for a living. But we did a um a 24 hour live stream for Toys for Tots this past. That's awesome. Weekend. And we, I love Toys for Tots. We raised seven thousand one hundred and sixty five dollars. Hundred percent went to the charity. So congratulations, Toys for Tots is always a great cause. Yeah. I love those so that was fun. Um, all that fun stuff. Really, T Productions is rocking and rolling. I got a lot of big deals coming up. Um, in 2024, so everything there has been good. You want to follow me on my nonsense on social media? The main thing is find me is LinkedIn, where I make a bunch of posts talking to financial advisors and money people trying to convince them to do podcasts. That's all my shit. It's gonna be back. I hope they'll be back next week, the next few weeks, and more weeks to come once we kind of get our shit together. And once do that, once WWE gets their shit together with TV deals, then <laughs> Kay and I will be back currently on the Kings of the Ring yeah. podcast. Yeah, we're, we're going to figure it out. So when we come back next week, which might actually be our final show of the year, because I yeah. want to take a break, too. Yeah, sure. um, you know, we're going to figure out what the hell's going on for the rest of the uh, the rest of the wrestling year. We might do a best of it might just be a fun show next week, to be completely honest. Like we could come back and preview World's End. Or we can wait until afterwards. That's what we're probably going to do. I don't know what World's End is, so. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the it's the AEW pay-per-view oh, that's going to be right. December right. 30th at the Coliseum, the Nassau Coliseum. Oh, um, tickets will probably always be on sale because we know how the numbers are. Um, so next week should be a fun episode. We're, we'll figure out what the hell we're going to do with it. Um, maybe we'll bring Slack on. <laughs> it's been on all year. <laughs> We are running out of time. We, we got to get that Slack quota up. So until next week, folks, uh, goodbye. Good night. We'll see you soon. And uh, fuck you, Slack. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.